Hello, my friend. Welcome to Pouring Out Perfume Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann Wilcox. Today, I have Angela Chambers. She is a wife, a mom, a grandma. After 28 years of marriage, Angela shares her journey and how God completely restored her life. Wonderful story. Amazing and so good to hear from somebody who has walked through a divorce and found herself on the other side walking with Jesus. We'll see you in the episode. Hello, beautiful. Are you seeking to deepen your connection with Christ, shift from a negative mindset to a positive faith-filled one, discover genuine passion and love in what you do, and forge authentic, meaningful relationships with like-minded women? If your heart whispered yes to any of the above, you're in the right place. I'm introducing Christ-Centered Simple System Group Course. Embrace a transformative journey that will amplify your faith revolutionize your mindset, live your divine calling, and build authentic relationships. You asked for it, and I'm bringing it. Just head on over to pouringoutperfume.com, fill out the opt-in information with your name, email, and say yes to transforming your life. Do not wait any longer. I'm talking to you, girlfriend. It's time to change your life. You know God's been calling you. We'll see you there. Hello, Angela. Hello, Carrie Ann. Good to talk with you today. Oh, right back at you. I am so excited to hear your story on restoration. Let's go into it, darling. Okay. Well, Carrie Ann, a few years back, I was in a marriage that was just hard. It was toxic. It was uh, hard. It was struggling. It had struggled for a lot of years. And I finally got the courage and I walked out of a 28-year marriage. That's a lot of years. We had three children and we already had two grandbabies, but I just could not stay any longer. You know, Kirian, I stayed because of my Christian faith. I thought that's what good little Christian girls did. And I kept trying and I kept trying to do the right thing. We were in church. I was on staff at a church. I was a children's minister for a lot of those years, not all of them, but a lot of them. I was not at the at the time that I walked out, but I had been just a couple of years previous. And we had been a military family. And so we started off, we were in Germany and that's where I had my first child. And then we were in, in the States and You know, things were just, they were okay in the beginning, but just never quite like they should have been. And, you know, there was just stuff that went on that one wasn't pleasing to the Lord. It it was Mm -hmm. not fair, right. However, I mean, we, we shouldn't say it wasn't right or fair, but I mean, it just, it wasn't how I think God intended marriage to be. Absolutely. And I just, I kept trying, I kept trying and I just wanted to not disappoint my parents. I didn't want to disappoint the church. I didn't want to hurt my kids. I didn't want to rip the family apart. And I just struggled with how do I do this? And in my faith, you know, divorce is such a dirty word within the church. You know, I always think, you know, you can, the church accepts a lot of things, but divorce was never really one of them. But I, 
I just couldn't do it anymore. And I never really told my parents a lot about what went on. You know, we lived away a lot of the time. And my ex-husband, he had served two wars in the Gulf War, and he did have some serious PTSD. He'd also been raised in foster homes all of his life. He had some PTSD from childhood. He really did. And so, you know, you add that just in life and things got really, really tough. And you know what I did? I hid it and I stuffed it and I pretended and I wore a mask. It got to be too hard, too difficult to carry the load anymore. Oh, your soul had to be crushed. Your soul was just dying. It was. And one day, my daddy stopped by my house. He passed it coming and going from his. When we had moved, we were back home. And my spirit was pretty crushed that day. Something had happened the day before. And I told my daddy a little bit of it. And he said, how long are you going to do this? And he didn't know that day. I told him later, but he released me because, you know, my daddy was a Baptist minister, evangelist, missionary. My daddy just passed away one year ago this past Sunday. They were married 70 years, 70. And so, you know, I, here I am, you know, I'm, I'm messing up that, you know, (laughs) that kind of longevity. (laughs) And, And I'm very close to my parents. And I just thought, My daddy doesn't, he doesn't want to see me keep going through this. And so that was on a Tuesday and Friday, uh, that those four days I started making plans. And on Friday, it was good Friday. I told my ex-husband, I said, you know, I am, I'm not going to do this anymore. I can't, I can't. And he had, you know, for years whispered in my ear, you'll never leave. You're too afraid of what your church friends would say. You never want to disappoint your parents. You don't want to bust up our family. And you know, you'll never do this. You'll never do this. And it was hard and it was difficult and it was crushing. But my spirit was too. And I prayed. I didn't do this lightly. I didn't. And I knew that my God was going to be with me and he was going to help me. And he was going to show me the path that I was going to take. And so I, I, it took me about 15 minutes to get it out, but I did. And I said, you know, I'm going to leave. And, you know, Carrie Ann, when I walked out the door, it took me a couple of days to find somewhere to go. I had, my car was paid for and that's all I had. Yeah, I mean, I took some furniture and things like that, but I didn't have a job. I didn't have any insurance. I didn't have anything. And this was a total, total trust in God when I walked out the door. So that is a brave move, Angela. I am so proud of you. Thank you. Because it, it was, it was just, it was just me and God. Now, like I said, I had grown children. Two were already out of the house and each had one baby. They were both little babies. And my third daughter was engaged to be married. So I thought this was going to be like, you know, 
she and I moving out somewhere and she took it as an opportunity. She's going to be getting married in a few months for her to go ahead and find mm-hmm. an apartment or somewhere where they were going to live. And I mean, it was, it was me. It was me on my own. And so you have a lot of time to think, cry, pray, and try to figure life out, you know, when you're on your own. And I knew I had, I had two, two ways I could go. I could shake my fist at God and I could be mad. You know, how could this happen to me? I've served you all my life. I, I, you know, I was saved when I was seven. I've, I've never had a time in my life where I was not in fellowship with Christ, where I was not a part of the family, where I was, you know, I've, I've always loved him. And I've, I've, like I said, I was in children's ministry. I've, I've always taught Bible school and ladies Bible studies and sang in the choir and sang on praise him, praise teams. So I, I could have been angry mm-hmm. or I could have said, God, I'm in a mess. I sure do need your help. And that's what I chose to do. So how my restoration began was I went to the beach just a couple of months after I was separated. And I didn't, I didn't seek divorce immediately. I stayed separated really almost two years because I had hoped, you know, that, that God could do some things, but it takes both people wanting that. And so um, actually I went with my former mother-in-law and some friends. She took us every summer to the beach and a storm had come just the week before. And I had a serious talk with the Lord about that storm because this was my beach time. And I, I'm like, I love the beach. It is my place. And, and I've always said to people, I think when God created it, God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit said, we're going to make this good because she's going to stand here one day mm-hmm. and she's going to love it. And we want it to be so special for her. And that's how I feel about it. I am in awe every time I go to the beach. I just, I can't, I can't love it more than I do. The waves, the call of the birds, the warmth of the sunshine, the sand in, you know, in my toes. And I just, I panic if I'm not out by seven o'clock in the morning, you know, I think, oh, I've wasted half my day, you know, (laughs) and I stay till the sun goes down. I, I don't, I don't go in. I take my lunch, you know, I take everything because I just, I just want to soak it all in. So I talked to the Lord about that. And I said, Lord, you got to clear this storm out because I, I can't wait to get there. And he did. He answered that in the most glorious, beautiful way. And so when I go to, I'm a shell collector. I, I love to find treasures in the ocean. You know, it's just, it's like God's gift to me and just a, a beautiful treasure. I don't, I don't have to go to the souvenir store. I mean, they're, they're right there. Mm-hmm. And so the first day we got there, I found the most gorgeous shell. I've never found one quite like that before. And I was so excited about it. And then I found some more and they were like, they were whole and they were unusual and they were different colors. And it was like something you would have bought at the souvenir store. It was not anything I had found on the beach before. And I was just thrilled. Well, in the morning time at the beach is when I go and have my quiet time with God. And I was just crying out to God. I'm talking gut wrench. God, what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? How am I going to survive? You know, what is going to become of me? 
I, I didn't have answers to all these questions. And I was just crying out and seeking God. So I finished my quiet time and I went to walk on the beach and start my shell collecting that morning, thinking, what treasure am I going to find today? And those big, beautiful, whole, unique shells were not around today. It was just the ordinary shells. I have thousands of them and I love them and I pick them up and I I save them and, and I have them in my home. But these big, beautiful ones that I was expecting to find, they were nowhere. And at that moment, Carrie Ann, I've never, I've had maybe two experiences like this, but time stopped for me. I was not aware of children squealing and as the waves rushed in or building sandcastles or uh, parents warning their kids, you know, not to get too close to water. I was not aware of anything around me, but God and I, and I was out in the water and I, I, and God and I had a conversation and he said, Angela, I wanted you to find these shells so that you would have a tangible something to hold in your hand that you would always remember this by. He said, those shells were brought in by that storm that you were talking about to me earlier. (laughs) He said, they came from a long distance. They were brought in by a storm. He said they were tossed, they were turned, they were churned in the water. The waves and the wind and the thunder and the lightning. And he said, as that water churned and as it moved and as those waves rolled, those shells came in, but they made it to shore. He said, they made it and you're going to make it. He said, they're whole, they're beautiful, they're unique. And he said, so are you. You are worthy. You are beautiful in my sight. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Because, you know, a divorce, it made me feel horrible about myself. It made me feel unloved. It made me feel ugly. It made me feel unwanted. But God thought differently of me. I am his child. And he said, I need you to know, Angela you will be restored. And it was like you and I having this conversation today. It was that real. And I had questions and and I listened. And I don't know, it could have been two seconds of time. It could have been 15 minutes. I don't know how lengthy this time was. But then I became aware of my surroundings and I ran to the beach and I wrote the word restored with my finger in the sand. And I put a little grouping of shells there and I took a picture. And that picture and that jar of shells sits on my dresser and it's there every day as a reminder that God promised me restoration. So from that, God birthed Restored Ministries for me. And so I have a public women's ministry speaking. That's what I do. And I get to tell the story. God allowed me to go through this so that I could share this with other women. We are not, life's not over for us. It is not over for us. We don't have to sit in our misery. We don't have to sit feeling hopeless. And you know, that restoration process is still not over. And it didn't come easy. It took a lot of work to get, I'm, I'm 10 years out 
and it took a lot of work to get here. It took a lot of tears. Mm -hmm. It took some heartache. A, A pastor of the church I was at, he sat me down when he found out I was separated just within a week. I could no longer sing on the praise team or teach children's church or teach children's choir. I was, he made me sit down. I am so, that makes me so mad. It was frustrating, but you know what? I didn't leave the church. I had a conversation with him and he told me this. And I, I mean, I, I did question it. I was like, oh, but you know, I love these things. And I still felt like God could use me, but he, he just thought, no, but God told me, Angela, handle this well. In my prayer time that week, he said, people are watching. I want you to handle this well. Mm-hmm. And I didn't leave the church and I didn't get angry and I didn't gossip about him. And that was in April. And in October, I went that long. I was, I, I, I was a gypsy and I, I wrote a lesson that, that said, I'm a gypsy and I have the earrings to prove it because I carried my little earrings around in a bag. I, I slept at my parents' some and my ex-husband's parents' some. I didn't have a place to lay my head for seven months. So I carried my earrings in this little bag everywhere I went because that's I always have on earrings and that's my signature piece, you know. And then in October, God found me a little place to rent, a little tiny house. And it was so my haven. It was so, I mean, I made it mine and, and, I, and flower gardens and I have a list of you know, I asked God for things to have good neighbors because I was alone. My children lived close, but I was going to be by myself, you know, and where I could have flower gardens and just all these things. And, and it was just the sweetest little thing. And, you know, and in a few months, two months time, a friend of mine, it was a pastor of a little country church called and he said, Hey, we need somebody to lead the music. Would you be able to do that? And I said, you know, because I felt what this pastor thought about me. You know, and I was like, well, I guess you haven't heard, you know, like Eeyore, I'm divorced. And he said, and? And I said, what? And he said, Angela, how long have we known each other? He said, I know your character. He said, are you interested? And I said, yes. And so I went from being sat down to leading the little church congregational music every Sunday you know, and, and led the adult choir. So see, God restores us. That was restoration for me. My job, you know, I, I, I didn't get a job back at a church, but I started cleaning houses because I thought people would trust me to be in their house. It's not what I wanted to do. It is not what I wanted to do. But I kept a really clean house. I'm a very much a neat freak and a tidy person and a orderly person. And so I thought, well, I keep a clean house. I guess I can clean somebody else's. And you know, those people, they gave me leftover food. They paid me for cleaning their house. They prayed with me. I did a lot of things. I took them to the doctor. Some of them had children and I helped their children. I mean, I did more than just clean their house. And through that, God taught me humility. He taught me to be kind And the funniest story, Carrie Ann, is this little lady, she was 93. She would only pay me $25. She lived in a single wide mobile home, but I charged more than $25. And she said, no, she would not pay me more. And I thought, okay, I don't have much money anyway, and I need some. So I went. One day, she was in the shower. 
And she called my name from the bathroom. And I looked heavenward and I said, God, this isn't funny. She doesn't even pay me enough to clean her house. I'm not sure what's about to happen, but this isn't funny. And she called me again. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. So I went to the bathroom and she had gotten weak and she was slumped in the shower. Mm-hmm. And so I went in and I I got her out of the shower and I was drying her off. And, you know, I'm in this tiny little bathroom and I'm on my knees in her bathroom floor, drying her little wrinkled up body off. And I'm having this conversation with God. And I said, you know, God, this, I, I am ticked off right now. She doesn't even pay me enough. I don't even want to be cleaning houses. And I certainly don't, this is not my mama. I I certainly do not want to be drying off this little wrinkled up naked body. And God said, let me, let me tell you something. He said, just, just wash my feet. And then he said, while I've got you down here on your knees in the bathroom, he said, let me tell you something else. And I'm rolling my eyes and I'm huffing and puffing at God. You know, this little ladies need me, me and God are having this conversation. He said, there was one time your ex-husband needed you to cut his toenails when he was sick and you wouldn't do it. I want you to call him and ask him to forgive you. I said, you have got to be kidding me, God. I said, I am not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. I said, he won't remember. He won't care. And he will think I have flipped to my lid. Anyway, I finished up with this little lady and I get her dressed and everything. And for two weeks, I cannot get out from the weight of this. I can't. And my ex-husband called me one night and he was less than happy with me over something. And um, he, I was, he was chewing me out and it was not a good phone conversation at all. And I waited till the end of it. And I said, there's something I need to tell you. And I began to relay the story and he was impatient with it. Just get on with it, get on with it. And I said, there was one time you asked me to cut your toenails when you were sick and I didn't want to do it and I refused to do it. And um, I said, that was wrong and I need you to forgive me. And he was like, sure, whatever. I don't remember. Sure, fine. And I thought, okay, God, check. I did it. What was that about? And he said, Angela, I want to use you and I need to know you're going to hear my voice and you're going to obey what I ask you to do. You weren't very Christ-like to him. And I said, I didn't even, I didn't even like him, you know? <laughs> I didn't care for him very much. He said, but I need you to know forgiveness is very important here. So in cleaning houses and doing these things that I didn't particularly want to do, God restored me in such a wonderful, sweet relationship with him. And he taught me through all kinds of things. I wish I could say that was the only time that I had to ask his forgiveness It was not. Two more times, God brought things to my mind and I had to go to my ex-husband and ask him to forgive me. But it was all part of my restoration. So now, Carrie Ann, I'm talking to you on a podcast. I speak to groups and I share that God loves us and he can use us if we're willing to hear his voice, if we're willing to follow his plan for our life. And I've just written my first devotional book. I just got published and I ju- I've had it one week. I mean, this is restoration. So anybody listening, you know, God has a plan. He mm-hmm. promised me restoration 10 years ago and it's 
It's still coming. It's still happening because I'm still willing to follow his plan. It's good stuff. Oh man, I am proud of you. And I got it so happy with you. And boy, does he have a sense of humor. Doesn't he? Oh, I'm telling you, I've had, I've had some conversations with him about stuff. Another time I was cleaning a house and my, I was cleaning for my nephew and his family and my little great niece, she said to me, Aunt Angie, our other maid broke a pitcher and that's why we hired you. And I went (laughs) to myself, am I a maid? I didn't know. I mean, I knew I cleaned houses, but am I, am I a maid? And I got all been out of shape with the Lord about that. When I got home, I mean, I was pointing my finger and I was pitching a fit. And I was like, and, and then somebody called to tell me that they couldn't use me anymore, that her husband was going to retire. And, you know, they had to start cutting expenses. Oh, I had to come apart with Jesus. And he said, Angela, really? Come on now. He said, I'm, I'm grooming you and I'm. I'm teaching you and I'm I'm showing you that you're being made in my image. Oops. And I was like, Lord, this is not funny. Made in your image, really? Made in your image, M-A-I-D. And he said, <laughs> you know, yes. And so I went to my computer and I wrote a, a message and I wrote a poem called M-A-I-D, Made in His Image. And and it's just all the things that I learned while I was cleaning houses and how good the people were to me and how it was part of my restoration that I am being made in His image. It's good. It's good. And it's Ooh, never it's too late. It's never too late for God to restore us. And ladies or whoever's listening, it doesn't matter where we've been in our life. It doesn't. I, and I did. I had to ask God to forgive me for my doings in the marriage as well. Now, there were things that I, I know God was not pleased with, and he did not expect me to keep continuing to go through in that marriage. I, I, I know that. And I do not feel like I was wrong in getting out from under that. But I don't, I'm not advocating divorce. I'm advocating God. And what God can do in our lives, if we just walk with him, if we trust him, we can be restored. Ooh, that's good. That is so good. How can people get in touch with you? Well, I have um, my email is my name, Angela, Angela dot restored the number one at gmail.com. And then I am on uh, womenspeakers.com. I'm a featured speaker on womenspeakers.com. And also I am on Facebook under Angela Heitch Chambers, and I have Restored Ministries page. And so all those ways someone can get in touch with me, I'm available to speak and you can get my new devotional. It's called Real Life, Real Hope, because God speaks to me just like the shells. He speaks to me in every day, every day, every way, circumstances. And so I share about the shells. I share about, you know, washing dishes, necklaces that got tangled up and being in traffic, whatever. God speaks to me in everyday ways. Mm, Thank you for coming on this podcast and just sharing with my audience all this hope and all this encouragement and 
and how God speaks to you. I love it. I think we need to be more in tune with that. So I appreciate you saying all Thank these places, you. all these things, you can do that. Yes. Thank you for having me, Carrie Ann. I appreciate it so much. Of course. Thank you all for listening. Be sure you share this message of hope, this message of being restored. You are not your divorce. God is not mad at you. He loves you so very much. And get in touch with Angela. If you want to kind of talk about things, get a little mentorship, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Hey, Miss Girl, do you want to come hang out with a group of unapologetic and authentic Christian women just like you? Hmm, I thought so. Inside the private Facebook group, Christian Women Overcoming Trauma, you'll get fellowship, encouragement, hope-filled testimonies, actionable advice, and guidance from experts on how to live a life with purpose. Join now at Facebook groups, Christian Women Overcoming Trauma.